Your quote stated that currently, generally, we as Caribbean people are viewed as problematic and violent. Yeah, that, that's, that's a painful statement, but... Um... In My Head with Jay Blessed is a transparent look into the life and mind of a Caribbean woman having human experiences. Get into my mind as I share my most vulnerable thoughts and honest experiences. I'll take you on a roller coaster of emotions as you get to know someone who might share similar experiences with you. Some might make you speechless, you'll definitely laugh. Others might make you angry and some might even make you cry. But my very real, very raw, very relatable weekly podcast will always keep you coming back for more. Join me as I talk to myself, talk to you, and even talk to some special friends in my head. (laughs) In my head is an introspective look from a voyeuristic point of view. For a list of all my social channels and how you can connect with me, please view this episode's summary. To join in on the conversation, use the hashtag headwithjb. That's H-E-A-D. W-I-T-H-J-B. And follow me on Instagram at RealJBlessed and Twitter at JBlessed. Let's get in on the conversation together. Don't forget to log on to my official website, JBlessed.com. The human experience from a Caribbean perspective. Episode number 15, Preserving Caribbean Culture in New York City. Hey fam, it's your girl, the one and only Jay Blessed. Yay! (laughs) Welcome back to yet another episode of In My Head. I'm so happy you're here. We got so many things to talk about. And um, we are a couple of days away from... 2019 Labor Day festivities happening in New York City. So there's so many things to talk about and I cannot wait to get into this episode with my guest. We got so many things to cover and I'm so grateful for each and every person who follows me on Instagram because sometimes I ask questions in advance for my guest and my family always make sure they respond to my questions because I'm just putting out feelers to know what you guys want to know, what you guys want to ask. So if you're not following me on Instagram, please make sure to do so. It's R-E-A-L-J-A-Y-B-L-E-S-S-E-D. That's Real J Blessed. All of this information can be found in this episode, in every episode summary, and also on jblessed.com. You know, you know, you know. By the way, if you didn't know, (laughs) I got some stats for your ass. (laughs) We're three months in. Three months in, y'all. In my head is three months in, and we are raking in great ratings. We were featured in the Daily News. So thank you to each and every person that came out to the first installment of In My Head, The Live Experience. We are listened to so far in over 54 countries. 
And um, my download's looking real lit right now. But just in case, just in case you didn't know and you want to know, because I love, I love, I love to let my motherfucking haters know what the fuck is up. So, in my head with a J Bless on Apple Podcasts mental health category, we are number five in Trinidad and Tobago, number eight in Russia, number 23 in Jamaica, and number 198 in the U.S. for mental health podcast. Yo, make some goddamn noise. <laughs> We're only three months in. I'm just a little small fry. Just telling y'all how I feel sometimes and bringing some guests in here to just like share their vibe with you. But you guys are the ones that are making this podcast successful. And I appreciate each and every person that listens, downloads, shares, leaves a comment and leaves a review. Thank you so very much. Thank you so very much for listening to In My Head with Jay Blessed. In My Head. So we're back. And like I said before, we have an amazing guest in studio. And uh, I want to tell you how I found my guest. I actually found my guest on Instagram. Yeah, y'all. Instagram be lit sometimes. <laughs> I found my, my my next guest on Instagram just scrolling through. So shout out to Viseman Redman, who is a cultural ambassador right here in New York City and globally, who's always pushing Caribbean people, Caribbean culture. Vibesman, big up yourself. It's because of you I have my next guest. And so Redman posted this uh, picture and caption on his Instagram, and it read, My name is Ray Martin. I'm the Associate Director for Nightlife Industry and Community Relations for the Mayor's Office of Nightlife. And a part of my responsibility is to oversee Caribbean hospitality and nightlife in New York City. I lead a public safety anti-violence campaign for Juve Labor Day weekend for the Mayor's Office, Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams' office, and the Police Commissioner's O'Neill office. It's critical to get the most artists, DJs, and promoters to be involved. It is the only way this effort can be effective and also make the view of the Caribbean better. Currently, generally, we are viewed as problematic and violent. This approach will also help me to protect and build back the Caribbean music culture in NYC, and most of all, protect rental spaces for parties in the future. Please create a 10 to 15 second video using the provided script as guidance. The video should then be posted on your social media platform and it will also be added on the mayor's office online link for Juve Labor Day weekend. So please send me the link to the creative video. Your commitment to this effort will be proudly recognized by the mayor's office and the police commissioner's office as well. Put your hands together, Jay Birds, Team Jay Bless. We got in the studio the associate director of nightlife industry and community relations, Mr. Ray Martin. Big up yourself. <laughs> he just clapped himself. <laughs> this is gonna be lit. Wow. Wow. Jay blessed. Yes, sir. I won't even say blessed. I said Jay, you are blessed. Thank you very much. That is that that is it. And it yes, is trademarked. Yes, yes. I, I thank you so much for for this invitation and um big up to Instagram. <laughs> you know, probably would not have um had this opportunity and um if not for Instagram and big up to Redman um who has really um been a, a, a good partner in this effort to really um see how positively we can affect 
some of this view, negative view that we have in the Caribbean um, music scenery in New York City. So I hear the accent. Everyone hears the accent. I'm going to just throw my hat out there and say, you Jamaican, I hear the Yadi all over you. Well, to be fair... You're actually Guyanese. I usually... <laughs> no, no, no. To be fair, I usually answer that question by saying I'm from the best island in the Caribbean. Oh, you know what? Drop so a bomb. Once, once I say that... Everyone then obviously recognized which. Oh, you Trinidadian! So, I didn't understand. You know, just like you said, Jamaican. You know, it's kind of obvious. So, I don't even think that I really have to say. But for who may not, you know, have a clarity in their hearing, yes, I, I am Jamaican. Yo, y'all, y'all can tell this interview is gonna be lit, right? This man giving me a run for my money right now, and I love it. So, Ray, Mister Jamaica. Yes. Mr. Jamaica ambassador also. Okay, eh, eh. all of that. Yeah, all of that. Jeez all of that. Ninjas. All of that. Oh gosh, all of that. <laughs> oh gosh. Gosh. Thank you. Oh gosh. Yes, but there's yes. no R. Okay. okay. Hard luck. <laughs> Care with you. Why you have me cracking up? We even started the interview yet. This is so going to be edited. All right. So tell me more about who is Ray Martin. Um, how much time do we have? Not that much. Oh, okay, so I'll try for the abbreviated version. <laughs> so um, I am I am Jamaican. Um, you know, happily, I've lived here in New York City for many many years. Um, I love New York City. I love New York. I love the Caribbean community in New York. Um, it's where my passion is. Um, I think that I have a built-in grassroots uh, passion for community. And, you know, all my jobs, my professional life, I've always worked with people and I've always volunteered in some capacity on doing a variety of different um, community type work. You know, I think that when you look across New York City and look at other communities, one of the, the staple of those communities is that they have an organized structure. And from that organized structure, they can get the type of city services and the type of thing that benefit their particular community. Uh, in our community, that's one of the things that um, we have not caught up on yet in terms of an organized structure, civic association, um, you know, or association um, pertaining to um, some other type of field that we are in. But what an organized structure does, it brings awareness and it brings the focus of our leaders in our community. And from that, we can um, access a variety of different services that can help to benefit our community from school to housing, roads, streets. I mean, when you look in other communities in our community, you can see a, 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 a vast difference. difference. Yeah. And it seems like, um, based on your present position, that our people tend to have that civic mindedness only when it comes to specific things uh, like parties. You know what, and and that yeah, we are, we are. I think innately we are like we are patrons, you know, well, consumers, you know, and that's how we are viewed. You know, we the back end of that is we are really try to push and get us to focus more. You know, it's like we can own the business but not own the building. Mm. You know, so why not own the building and the business? You know, in terms of having that long term view with parties. You know, I don't know how success is measured by individuals who do parties, but again, one of my main and determined objective is to create a entertainment um, nightlife structure for the Caribbean community. Because again, from that, we can access a lot of benefits. 
I'm sure if you speak to any promoter, DJ, or even patrons, you know, a lot of them will talk about a lot of the issues and problems that they have experienced themselves and witnessed. And so the only way to prevent or stop that or change that is through an organized structure. We have so much to uncover in this one episode, so I'm going to try to keep it as tight as possible. Let's talk about your work. Have you always been in the public service sector? Um, no. I, I Long, 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 long time ago, I'm not going to age myself, but long, 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 long time ago, I worked for um, <laughs> NYU Medical Center. Okay. Um, but even in that capacity, I dealt with um, the nurses, the patients. My built-in personality is always to, I'm not a computer scientist to be locked away in a room and, you know, decode numbers. I, You're a people I, person. I'm a people person, and I think that I can communicate effectively. And, and even now... Um, even this current position, you know, I have to deal with some of the biggest names in entertainment and hospitality in New York City, which are not Caribbean, right? So I have to be able to can effectively interact and communicate with, you know, the Manhattan Knights and, and the, the Bay Ridge and the Williamsburgs, and then come back to our community, East New York and, and East Flatbush. So I have always been able to, to do that effectively. So that's what um, I think one of my strengths are. Okay, so how did you get this position? Um, do I give the truth answer or the lie answer? We live and own our truth here. <laughs> so who the hell you went and said, listen, give me that job. I'm, I'm the best one for it. Well, okay, so I have worked in the city council. I, one of the things I, I got into government and politics is I recognize that, again, how do you make change in your community? And I recognize early being in New York City, the political process is the foundation where you have to get into to really trigger those changes. So I worked um, in the city council. I volunteered on campaigns. You know, I was effective again in terms of relay and, and being effective communicator for those campaigns. So from that, I was able to get a position when our current um, attorney general, Tish James, ran for offices after James Davis, enough, you know, for you, some of you, mm -hmm. um, political junkie. From Crown Heights? Um, right. Mm -hmm. After he um, was assassinated in city mm -hmm. council, Letitia James ran in a special elections under the Working Family Party uh, for that seat. And again, I was working for the Working Families Party of doing volunteer work, so I ended up on her campaign. I was very effective on her campaign, and when she won, she brought me on um, in our office in the city council as the deputy chief of staff. You just mentioned um, James E. Davis. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When he was assassinated, mm -hmm. um, your initiative right now through the mayor's office um, is to promote a safe Juve Labor Day. Now, former Councilman Davis was not assassinated during those times or those events or those festivities, but Governor Cuomo's former aide, Carrie Gabay, was. Yes. During Juve in 2015. Correct. And he was a Harvard grad. Correct. Jamaican native. Correct. Um, Yay. <laughs> Can you say that again? Um. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> big up all the yardies that went Ivy League. Yardies, and big up, all, big up all my Caribbean national events at Princeton and Stanford and Yale and Harvard. Like, we are full bright scholarship holders. Listen, like, Caribbeans listen, we are, are the brightest. What? We yes. are smart people, okay? But back to Governor Cuomo's former aide, Carrie Gabay. He was gunned down during Juve, Juve festivities back in 2015. Mm -hmm. 
How has his death affected changes in Juve? Um, so you're, you're absolutely correct. Um, violence was always somewhat associated with Juve, um, whether directly or indirectly. And, and again, some unfairly, you know, in a lot of our viewpoints. But that is the reality that we had to deal with. So when he um, was killed during Juve, it kind of just exploded. You know, that was the signature for it, like, something has to give, something has to change. This cannot go on um, in this way. Um, you cannot have citizens of New York City go out to celebrate their culture and heritage and end up dead. Like, what is that? You know, that's, that cannot be New York City in 2015, 2016, or any other time. You know, this is not the 1800s. So we had to take ownership that for whatever reason, there is violence that is associated and give this perception associated with um, with Juve. So that killing um, ignited um, a group of us. I was always working very closely with the board president, uh, Eric Adams. Um, again, I was his kind of liaison to the community in terms of hospitality and nightlife. Um, I should say, um, you know, uh, Eric, board president Adams, has been really a true... Uh, ambassador. One of the things that people don't realize that where I am now in the mayor's office, this was triggered by him. Yes, and um, when he was a senator, I was relentlessly. Any black elected officials can tell you they know who Ray Martin is, and he's a pest. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that he's a he's a damn pest. Yo, shout out to Bar President uh, Eric Adams. I had the honor of being one of the youngest people on his committee, on his Caribbean Heritage Committee back in 2014. I know that he's a staunch promoter of culture and our people of color. He's also very much into health. So I know that we're going to like make sure he hears this episode. That I he can get him on. I'll help you to get him on the show. I, I would absolutely love that. All right. I would absolutely we'll love that. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. Um, much love goes out to Trinell Gabay, the widow of Carrie. Um, and I just want to acknowledge her right now because she's keeping his legacy alive. Yes. The year later, when it would have been his 44th birthday, uh, Councilwoman Lori Combo was able to help make, you know, Clinton Avenue between Myrtle and Willoughby Avenue renamed Correct. Carrie Gabay Way. Correct. So much love to everyone that's keeping Carrie's name and legacy alive. Um, there have been instances where violence occurred near the vicinity of Juve and Labor Day um, that have nothing to do with either events. However, these festivities get marred by outside violence that occur on the same day. What are your thoughts on how this is portrayed in the media when violence occurs same day, probably nearby, but they all group it into there was a shooting during Juve and it, it really wasn't at Juve. It's, it's an unfortunate association. Um, it's, a lot of times uh, when it comes to our community, we have to deal with perception. And, and this is no different than that. You know, if, if the same thing occurred on a different day, it's just what occurred. If it occurred not even in the direct vicinity, but on the day where we have one of our cultural festivities, there are some who think that that linkage is, is important or necessary. Right? Do you I, think it's media propaganda or do you think this is just the way it is? Um, 
I, I leave that for others to kind of... Um, That's such a goddamn <laughs> diplomatic response, yo. This man works in government. <laughs> no, it's just, as I said, you know, um, there, there are folks who feel that that association is because of that or be, if this event didn't occur... Um, then that probably would not have happened. I mean, again, that's debatable, and, and I, I personally, Ray Martin, disagree with it. Yes, and so it, it's unfortunate that that is the perception, but that is our reality that we have to fix. Going back to the quote that I stated earlier when this episode began on, on what I saw on Instagram, your quote stated that currently, generally, we as Caribbean people are viewed as problematic and violent. Yeah, that, that's that's a painful statement, but um, I enjoy going out. I go out very often. Of course, not because of my job title and, and what the responsibilities are. I just I enjoy it. It's one of the reasons why I dove into this issue going back 15 years ago um, in terms of where this is concerned. But when you go out and you see some of the things that goes on, sometimes we become our worst enemy. Mm. And, and we feel the type of thought that's planted already. Mm. And that becomes the problem, is that when instances of vandalism or, or, or melee and, and other type of things happen in our community, innocent individuals get hurt, and then that fuel an aggressive response by law enforcement. You know, mm. law enforcement is there to protect and serve. And so they're going to assess and analyze the situation based on the information that they have and what their views are. The problem is that from our end, the Caribbean entertainment cultural end, we don't have the structure that can redefine what some of these issues are or educate others in terms of, for example, juve. Juve to some may seem like, oh my God, that's just reckless and, and problem and violent and what is that? What's their fighting? And when that's not the case, but because there's, there's, we have not organized ourselves in an effective way to communicate to others, others are left to define what they see and what they conclude we're doing. That's a powerful statement. And, and then sometimes those things are negative. That is a very powerful statement. Um, how instrumental are you in Mayor de Blasio's plan for a safer juve? Um, I, I am the person that's leading the effort. Um, um, we have board president's office and um, we have a liaison a caribbean liaison in the police commissioner's office a caribbean police liaison that we all push for and now that is um she's there uh roxanne joseph uh so we have the, the the police commissioner's office directly involved with this i work for the mayor and another cau harold miller who is part of another division of the mayor's office he's also very involved in this so you can see that the leaders of city government is very very focused on this and so i came up with this idea that understanding what the views of our communities are um in terms of generally um, how can we work to reverse or change that? And how can we build a better transparent relationship with law enforcement? So the initiative that I saw posted online, is this something that just occurred in 2019? Because uh, I never seen this before. No, it, it's been a creep in terms of trying to get it to where we are here today. Um, three years ago, we started putting up posters along the parade route you know, to tell the owners, all the business owners, hey, Juve is coming, do you should want to stay open, this could be good for business, people come in and purchase and buy. You know, so we started that campaign. So last year, 
I felt that we wanted to step up and felt hmm, if we get some of the biggest names who are promoters or DJs um, involved, that would help to spread the word uh, quicker and further. When did you start that social media campaign for a call to action for videos? Um, that started last year. Last year? That started last year. Okay. I'm just finding out about this like a week ago. Right. So it started last year. And again, it, it's been a slow process to really get it activated to where we wanted to get because there's so many moving parts um, in terms of Labor Day weekend and Juve, you know, the, 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 the pan yards, the mass cam yards, they have, I mean, I have worked closely with them for many years. Um, I have last year, I was somewhat distracted focusing on those issues that some of those panniers, a lot of them don't have spaces. We're going to come back to the panniers. Okay. I want to I want to go back to you saying that this initiative started a year ago and it's been a slow creep. Now, how many how many people have submitted videos so far? Five. In and of course, thank you. You're one of them. Give a hand to the Honorable <laughs> Jay Bless. Thank you. Um, she, so, she really was so wait, uh, wait, jumped wait, on wait. it. Okay. Hold up. A year now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let's just say even a week ago. A week ago. Fuck it. A week ago. Vizeman posted this thing. I saw it. I took the initiative. I did a video. A week ago, how many videos did you get? Um, I haven't checked my email. It was mine. I'm <laughs> <laughs> sure it was mine. Now, therein lies this problem, right? And this is where we need to talk real candidly to our audience. And I know a lot of people are listening because they want they there's a fire right now in a lot of people who are passionate about preserving our culture. But there are a lot of moving parts, like you said before, a lot of powers that be. But we sometimes are our own worst enemy. A call to action went out for promoters, influencers, uh, people who have an audience, you know, DJs, entertainers, people who come to New York City who make money when they come here for Labor Day or for right after carnival season who love New York. And a call to action went out just to do a 10 to 15 second video to show the world, show the mayor, show the NYPD commissioner's office, show our community, show your patrons, show your supporters that you are for an anti-violent Juve and Labor Day. And you telling me really nobody can do that shit? Um, it's been a struggle to be, to be f quite frank. Um, what the fuck? Why do you think it's been a struggle? And these are the same people that complain about not being able to get access into venues, not being able to get funding, not being able to get this or not being able to do that. The Juve is starting too late now in the daytime. They can't do it in the night. Parkway is shutting down early. Like, these are people that complain. Where is the disconnect here? It's, it's I mean, if you look at a wider view of our community, it's, it's how we have always operated, right? We... We complain. We go to a restaurant, we get bad service, we get bad treatment. We don't call for the manager, we don't ask for the owner, we don't protest, right? We will leave the restaurant, probably still purchase the food, and call up our friend and complain about how bad that service was. And guess what? Most we end people. up going back. Let, okay, let, most let's, people. Yeah, let's not right, make but, generalizations because I am the first person, I'll be in the manager's but, face. But Jay, but again, <laughs> it's the general view, it's right. how we operate. So they end up going back. So. That is kind of how, you know, we wait until crisis 
and then try to reverse the crisis. Ray, we're in a crisis right now. The crisis started happening but, way before Carrie even got shot in his head. He was shot in his head during Juve. A couple of years ago, probably around 2014, 2013, there was a page on Facebook, an NYPD page, allegedly, with NYPD officers. They had a private Facebook page talking about Juve, talking about Caribbean culture, talking about Caribbean people. A couple of those quote-unquote alleged officers said that they should drop a bomb on the parkway they referred to Caribbean people as monkeys. And that was a couple of years ago. And I remember writing about this because y'all know me. I don't put water in my mouth for nothing. I remember writing a story about where is Wiatka, who is supposed to be the governing body of Carnival in New York City. Shit, Caribbean Carnival in the U.S., right? Where are they to stand up against these remarks it took them a few days a few days to respond and have some sort of you know rally right in front of the city council office that shit is disturbing what are your thoughts when you know when things like this occur now you're saying like we are not engaging enough in civic duty we are oftentimes, and there's a larger picture outside of just the Caribbean scope, right? Like, we are black living in America, black with an accent. A lot of our people are either working off the books, they have their own issues, and this is how this ties into mental health, right? Okay. How can we overcome these things to come together as a unified force to make change in our Caribbean culture and our Caribbean community? Well, I've been involved in politics a long time, and again, if you want change with anything, you have to organize. That's just a fundamental, you know, basic principle. If you want change, you have to organize. And I think that is what has been missing um, in terms of from our efforts. We have not organized. So I, in, in the hospitality and nightlife scenery, entertainment scenery in New York, there is no structure. There is no organized structure. If you look at how much is spent by DJs and promoters to rent venues and to rent boats, it's, it's astronomical. And, and one of my main determined objectives is to organize us into a structure. Once we are organized, we can effectively communicate about some of the issues that adversely affect us. You can't have one person over there going and trying to fix something that's affecting the whole view and affecting our culture and our culture is viewed. What does that structure look like for you? Help us, the people listening, to understand what do you need us to do? Well, <clears throat> this effort in terms of um, the public safety initiative uh, for safe juve, safe Labor Day weekend, it's, it's imperative, I mean, critical that DJs, promoters, influencers, right, just do a short video um, expressing yourself about having a safe juve, how important it is to celebrate our culture and heritage in a safe environment. Um, the violence, please leave at home. You know, really try to communicate that message of peace. And anyone you think may want to commit violence, you should really look to report them. You know, I think that we start that effort. If I'm flooded with 50, 60 of these videos, we, we already have a, a web page on the mayor's office, a New York City website, dedicated to put up you know, these messages 
to talk about so we can show everyone that, hey, our community really cares about um, violence, cares about the negative view that we have in our community. So the first step is really to get everyone on board to express themselves in terms of anti-violence, public safety, safe, peace, and let's have a great super time celebrating our culture and heritage. I was going to ask you just now, you know, what would you say to the people that would, you know, oppose this idea and be like, uh, doing a 10, 15 second video ain't going to stop violence. You know, like this don't even make sense. We need we need this. We need that. Um, but then you said something that struck a chord with me. You said there's a platform available on the mayor's website for people to see that we Caribbean people want a nonviolent Juvain Labor Day. And so these videos are not for Caribbean people to see. It's for everyone to see, the world to see. And, and just look at, look at it from a, look at a teacher, right? From that perspective that for someone to say, oh, doing a 15-second video, it's not going to matter, it's not going to do anything. It's just like you saying to a teacher, oh, don't even teach a student, they're not going to learn, you know, or law enforcement, don't even patrol, you're not going to stop violence. That, that's... That starting point is such... It's counterproductive. Especially to say it nicely. Right, especially when we're trying to unify our people and that, show a unified force. Absolutely. It's each person doing what they can and doing their part for the overall objective. When was the last time you was on Ipakwe? Last year. Okay. When was the last time before that? The year before. <laughs> and the year before. And the year before. Okay. What, what, and the year before. What are your views on WIATCA, the governing body of... Um, we have a new president, uh, Jean Joseph. Mm -hmm. um, she's an awesome person, mm -hmm. um, dedicated um, to doing the right thing and, and transforming that body into a more effective unit. I, I, I will say this, and I'll give you an example. All these years, I think, what, 52 years, 53 years, uh -huh. um, there have never been an official invite from the president and from the organization to the police commissioner or to the leadership, right? If you think of law enforcement, they're out there wow. 16, Are you kidding 18 me? hours. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no. And I'm just giving that a little, just a little. So there was never an official invite um, going to them to say, hey, um, you know, or to, to an opportunity to speak. The police commissioner have never spoken at any of these at any of these events. So I'm just showing you. She comes. She comes in with a fresh perspective. She understands how to navigate, how to really deal with multiple different sides of different issues. So understanding that the police perform a very critical, critical role on Labor Day, trying to keep millions of people safe during the and do an excellent, excellent job of it. So that's one of just one of the simple little changes among others that we're going to do, continue to do after um, this uh, Labor Day weekend. Shout out to the NYPD uh, and all of the officers who practice cultural sensitivity when they go on the parkway, when they are protecting us during Juve. And much love goes out to Jean Joseph, the new president of the West Indian American Day Carnival Association. I'm looking forward to um, some changes. I ain't going to get my hopes up.
But you know what? If you need I, me, Jean, you could call me. <laughs> my, my, my hopes are sky high because you know I know her personally. I've known her for many, many years. And she's a great person. And she's the, the right leader at the right time. All right, Ray. All right, Ray. It seems like there's hope on the horizon for Caribbean Absolutely. culture in New York. I'm hoping that under Jean Joseph, we can have a, a museum of Caribbean history and culture. I'm just saying, make sure you said Jay Bless it for a second. Anyway. Um, <laughs> someone recently said that promoters do not respect our culture because if they did, they would not be having parties on the same day everyone should be on the parkway. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't. My personal view is I don't share that. Um, I think there's there's a big loaf of bread, and there is enough for everyone to partake from that loaf of bread. I don't think the parkway lacks enough people coming. Um, that perspective is, for example, if I am doing a party, if I was a promoter doing a party, there are someone who may come from Connecticut or from Jersey to that party and otherwise may not have wanted to come on the parkway. Not everyone wants to go on the parkway. You're just providing an alternative for other people. Which which brings me to another question. Why do you think many people no longer want to go on the parkway? Well, I think that, I don't know if that's the case in terms of people really? don't, yeah, I don't know if that's the case. In I mean, personally, of, I've seen a decline in attendance on the parkway. Well, I, I, I think more has to be studied in terms of to kind of, um, verify in terms of whether or not that is that is actually the case. I will say that there has been less vendors on the parkway in terms of food vendors along the path. Why I was, is that? Well, um, I'm not sure. I think that one of the things I spoke to Jean about is to do uh, an analysis, a study, in terms of, for example, behind the museum, right? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. For, and Sunday. And Sunday. Mm -hmm. Those attendants have been down. Mm -hmm. Those vendors in the museum yard has been less. Mm -hmm. So again, you can see that trend. So if that's what we're looking at as the trend, then I can see why the conclusion can be that there have been less people on the parkway. But one of the things that I spoke to her about was doing a study, an analysis of exactly that so we can get to the core reason and, and, and look to correct it. Okay. You, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a hold you accountable, okay, Mr. Martin. I'm letting you know. I, I like to be held accountable. <laughs> Who are some of the promoters uh, or Caribbean-owned entities you can acknowledge for being leaders in promoting culture, hospitality, and a high level of professionalism? Um, I, 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 I have worked closely with um with Suede Hospitality Group, Chasen and and, and Shaka. Um. You know, they have created a foundation. You know, they have gone from um, promoters, you know, who was just doing parties. Back in element days and back secrets. Back in element and secrets. <laughs> and now they have, they have really, like, you know, create a structure, a strong foundation yeah. in our community mm -hmm. and, and really classy, you know, which is, again, something we're not normally viewed as right. having that type of environment. Right. So I really admire them in terms of what they have done in that community. Um, Marva from um, um, Negril. Well, in it's, no long, it's no longer Negril from Marva. It's jerked. It's what is it? No, no, no. It's it's both. It's both. Yeah? It's both. 
She's okay. the girl is still the girl village is still there kicking and because I, I I saw I read something from no, Cindy no, she, that, the other that's, day. That's, she's in um she opened another location in New Jersey, <laughs> but the Negro village is there. But she's that's, like the mother. She's a legend, right? She's like the mother. So you know all of them and I've really contributed, and that's why our community have kind of really exploded from a cultural uh, entertainment standpoint. I I you know it's just I really want to implore um, our DJs and promoters especially to really um, join me in this effort uh, it's it's really really important I mean I've heard so many complaints about the spaces that are not available anymore spaces that we're not doing anything on Labor Day um, and I want to move from just complaining to action and and taking this action of just doing this short video it's such an important step towards really creating a conversation. I mean, just think of it, right? You come into New York City, you're a promoter, and you rent a venue, and you can bring 1,000, 2,000 people there. Why wouldn't you want to protect that? Why wouldn't you want to ensure that for the next three it's, to five it years? It sounds like there? common sense, but we've realized that a lot of people, it's not that really common sense. <laughs> and I can say that, you can't. Uh, there's a rumor that the NYPD has a list of Caribbean venues, promoters, and events that they target just to shut down. Do you believe this rumor? That is not true. I, I, I work directly with the police commission's office, with the leaders of the borough, NYPD borough offices. That is not true. I, I, I try to um, be really fair and objective. I tell someone this, right? If just look at yourself as the head of a precinct and someone who you have never met come to you and say, hey, I'm doing a party. I'm bringing 3,000 people in two months. Who are these people you're coming? Who are you? You don't come with a resume. You don't come identifying yourself or who your patrons are, anything. And so my job is public safety as NYPD. So that is going to make me nervous. If I was that, that would make me nervous. That's so if I'm you even went to the precinct, because some of them so goddamn disrespectful. Again, They're coming in my backyard and even saying, like, I'm about to throw a party. And, and that's, that's part of what I want to change, you know, creating a structure where we can create some transparency and in openness dialogue. And I think that's what the police department want. They don't want you secretly trying to do something and when there's a problem, they have to show up. Right. And it's all about respect, okay? Like, we want people, we want the NYPD to respect us and we should also respect the NYPD. They are here to serve the community and please, I know we all have varied views, but it's a unified force. We want our patrons to be safe, our, our attendees to Absolutely. be safe, our neighborhoods Absolutely. to be safe. Um, so we got to work together. What are your thoughts on gentrification and has it changed the Brooklyn Caribbean party landscape and even the public display of Caribbean culture? Like, let's say, for example, Steve Hands. Well, again, I'll go back to organization. You know, um, if we're not organized, for example, um, the demographics of a lot of these communities where we have long held these pan yards and, and, and door events have changed. Um, some of the yards are now developed, right? So they, they don't exist anymore. So they're now just less spaces. Wow. Some of the places where we have to go that have availability are not in the traditional Caribbean community where we are. And so if we are organized as a structure, we can better communicate to whoever those individuals are as to who we are and what we're doing. And it's it's the lack of that that is really on all fronts that's really hurting our culture and hurting our celebration. Labor Day is happening next week, Monday. This week, 
begins the festivities. Um, what advice do you have for people who have to deal with people like Kathleen Riley? You know, uh, the Gothamist called her the steel drum Grinch of Crown Heights. And this woman has been arrested multiple times for calling the NYPD with bogus noise complaints against Despa's USA. Much love goes out to Despa's, Rados, all the pansites. That is our culture. So what advice do you give for groups, mass bands, steel pan bands, who have to deal with, or, or even party promoters, who have to deal with people who are calling and making bogus noise complaints just to shut them down? Well, shout out to my steel pen members, my mass <laughs> camp yards. I didn't grow up with steel pen, but I, 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 I love it. You know, I, that's where I hang out the weeks leading up to Labor Day weekend. I, I, you can catch me in one of these uh, pen yards. I've worked very close with them for many years as that type of go between between the police department and the steel pen or between the community and the, and the steel pen. So this year is no different. In my, in my capacity, it would just give me a more forceful voice in, in dealing with these issues and trying to solve these issues. Um, my, my issue is going back to the same foundation. If you have a, a singular person or a group who is targeting, could be a party, could be a panyard, could be a mass camp, anything culturally that we're trying to do, the only way to effectively push back against that and, and, and eliminate that is through an organized structure, right? Yeah. So you cannot, if, if you have an individual organization is targeting you and you're, all you're trying to do is celebrate your culture and your heritage, you can see how you're in a strong position. But if you're not organized in any type of way to really articulate that, hey, you know, here's what we're doing. I'm sorry, what you're doing is wrong. You know, here's what we're doing and communicate to law enforcement in that way. We then have the upper end and we can then easily um, help to neutralize whomever that entity is who is negatively trying to impact our, our cultural celebration. We can learn so much from our neighbors. We can learn so much from um, other cultures, other races, other ethnic groups right here in New York City and how they operate this very same way like you're talking about. I don't have to call names. I don't have to do that. We can just look around our community and see how they have organized structure for everything, even down mm -hmm. to investing where they can get their own buildings and real estate. I ain't going to go into that. That's a whole other conversation for another day. But this In My Head podcast is also about mental health. So you out all night partying and they saying this work. <laughs> <laughs> Appleton on deck. Get okay? out my head. Get out my head. <laughs> How do you manage your mental health dealing with Caribbean promoters? <laughs> Vodka, <laughs> Hennessy, drop a bomb. Seriously, though, Ray, like, how do you manage um, being like the godfather to many people in the industry right now, and still go home and be like, okay, I need to unwind. I need to leave work at work. What do you do? Gin, vodka, <laughs> Hennessy. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> take a fucking break. <laughs> It, it can be a lot, you know, mentally, it, it's, it's just a grind, um, it, you know, it, it's an everyday thing, nonstop, you know, because you get calls, I get calls day and night, I, I'm never off, you know, right. where it's like, okay, the weekend is here. No, it... it That's it, when your work is busiest. Correct. It doesn't work in that way for me. So it, it's really take a toll. I think that 
me specifically, I've always had, uh, I guess just, I guess I'll say I've always had a built-in way of handling and dealing with this. I, I love people. Mm -hmm. um, even people that don't agree with me, I love them. You know, I love to engage. I love to really try to teach and impart information and, and try to see how we can always fix things. And I like to call myself sometimes a plumber, right? The unclogged pipes. Oh, you a fixer? I'm a fixer. I, I, I ain't going with the plumbing analogy. Sorry, <laughs> sir. So, <laughs> I saw I'm a ring on your finger. <laughs> you can, you, we'll just call you the fixer. <laughs> <laughs> so ba based, based on that, based on that, it's just, um, it, it can be a strain. And, and you have to really um, know how to manage that um, in terms of um, finding other type of um, things that can take your mind away. You know, it, it brings me back to that old thing, like Calgon, you know, that old commercial, like Calgon, take me away, where you, you just really separate your mind and, and find other things, other type of interests to do to even momentarily just just uh, take you away from, from that daily grind because it, it can have a worn down effect on you if you don't if you don't really manage it properly and, and I really and I've told you this I, I really appreciate I mean in your head and 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 really having a mental um, health focus you know um, I've worked with the first lady's office in this in in, in in on these things I'm trying to bring some of this awareness in the entertainment Caribbean environment also and and for you to have taken this lead on this it's really such a, a critical thing because as men and as Caribbeans we don't like to or feel very uncomfortable discussing mental health issues or you know we need to go to a psychiatrist or you know it's just and you have really allowed us to really be more open with it so you have really been a, a huge effect you know from a health standpoint also and communicative standpoint to a lot of people who otherwise probably would have felt more reserved to, to express it i appreciate you for that ray what i'll cook for you now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, 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 if you do a good psychiatrist i may need one on call you know so <laughs> i'm not joking with you on that shit i'll find you one that's not even funny <laughs> I will get one for you. Before you go, let's do this really quickly. Uh, name some of your favorite Caribbean takeout spots. Suede. Takeout? You just take out from Suede all the time? I just take out from Suede all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, shout out to Chasen and, and, and Shaka. I love you guys. I, I, um, I am one who I really don't like takeout. Are you calling all the East Flatbush? Big up everybody listen, from East Flatbush. Listen, bop, I, bop, bop, bop. I'm just going to say, I, I really, honestly, I, I like to go in and sit down and dine. Okay. I, I, so what, I really what, love what that. Are your, outside of Suede and Caribbean Social, what are your other favorite um, dining Caribbean restaurants? I love Footprints also. Okay. Or Mango Seed. Okay. Um, um, stop putting me on the spot with this. Mm. Um, you supposed to know all these places. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure there's others. The, the pressures of this interview has, has clogged my mind. What's my your memory. favorite soca song right now on replay? It's Labor Day weekend. Mind so. your F business. Oh, jeez, I need just drop a bomb. <laughs> that is my favorite soca. Um, so while we wrap up, what advice would you give to promoters having a hard time securing a venue for their events or going through triple scrutiny and cost and harassment? I'm, I'm going to sound like a broken record. Please do. Um, but organizing is the only way to correct and change this reality. There is no other way. A, a singular promoter, and if, if all that singular promoter or DJ care about is how can I find a venue so I can make money 
what they have to understand is, okay, so you find a venue, you have your party, the next promoter knows that, so he's going to go back to that venue and like try to do a party there, and the next one, and the next one, and so. And that's just a party for today. We're not talking long term about correct having events in the future. Correct. Right. So to the promoter, to the DJs, please, I'm imploring you, do this video. Let's talk about the public safety initiative. From that, it opens up a whole new world of being accessible to different venues because you're showing that you care about any kind of problems or violence that may be and you care about your, your, and you your care patrons. about your culture yes. and you care about the celebration of your culture in a safe environment what advice do you have for party goers um be safe um if you're a promoter don't do it please you do some of those videos or please you tweet them or or send them a tag message on them. instagram and tag mm -hmm. them and ask them did you do this video and right. why you're not doing this video because that that's actually the next direction I want to engage a lot of these um, patrons to make them force the, the, the promoters or DJs to do the right thing because it's going to affect them. If you enjoy if you enjoy seeing a good artist, you may now have to take a plane and go to the Caribbean to do that or go to Florida to do that. Right. right? So because if you have no venues in New York City to do that, how are you going to do it? And so if we don't organize so we can really stop the dysfunction of violence and problems that are associated with our celebrations, that is the key here. And it's a simple message, right? How can we all together come together to have a uniform voice against stopping problems, advocating, not say stop, but advocating for, for a safer juvie, a safer celebration of our culture. That's all I'm asking. I appreciate you, Mr. Ray Martin, the Associate Director of Nightlife in New York City and Community Relations Liaison and all that good stuff and the godfather to many of <laughs> Listen, I, I, I need to say one thing, yes. actually, honestly. I know I talked about Jamaica and, you know, it's the best island uh -huh. and I know we all agree on that. Uh -huh. But <laughs> I love my Caribbean people. Yeah, I, I, I love my Me Caribbean too. people. I, w I was doing the work I'm doing. Of course, I'm being paid by, 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 you know, by the city. <laughs> but guess what? I started this for free. You for were, free. Yes, you were volunteering. I, I did this for years for free. Come on. I arrest elected officials. I arrest everyone on behalf of the panyards, the steel panyards, the, 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 the art, um, the, the venues. Any venue owners can tell you. Right? So I have advocated on their behalf going back many, many years. So I love my Caribbean people. I love my Caribbean culture. I'm glad for this opportunity to express that. Is there anyone you want to shout out real quick before we go, Ray? My mom, who's Aww. in Alabama, shout out to my mom. I love you. Hi, mommy. I haven't seen you in a while, but um, go and I'll see, see you mother. soon. Yes. <laughs> I'm coming, mommy. I'm coming. Oh, yo, shout out to Ray Martin. You can learn more about Ray and his Juve Labor Day Public Safety Initiative in this episode summary. All it's going to take you is 10 to 15 seconds of your day. You can do that. You don't even have to leave your house. You don't even have to spend no money. Make a video. Here's the hashtags. The official hashtags are hashtag safe NYC Juve, hashtag safe NYC Labor Day, hashtag preserving Caribbean culture. All this information will be in this episode summary. In Much love again goes out to Ray Martin, the Associate Director of Nightlife Industry and Community Relations right here in New York City. I hope that you really, really took heed to his messages. Um, 
if you don't realize right now, we are living in a crisis right here in New York City when it comes to Caribbean culture and preserving that and continuing our legacy. The onus is on us, the supporters, to make sure that we rally the people who have the influence and power to keep our legacy alive. Be it Wiatka, be it your favorite promoter, be it your favorite artist, you have a choice. And there's always something for somebody to do, okay? You have no excuse on why you can't do something. All you gotta do right now is tag your favorite artist. Don't forget, go to my official uh, Instagram page. It's Real J Bless. The video is there. You can share that. Share it. Tag it. Add a friend. What's playing in my head? Well, since it's Labor Day weekend, I'm gonna definitely drop that song that all them American DJs know, cause that's the only song they do <laughs> to get forward from Caribbean people. Yo, big up my dude, Rupee, and his big hit, Jump. That's what's playing in my head, because this weekend is about to be lit for Carnival 2019 right here in Brooklyn, right here in New York City. Please be safe. Have a good time. Oh, and by the way, what are some of your ideas towards preserving Caribbean culture in New York City? Share your thoughts by using the hashtag HetvaJV on social media. I will share it. I will make sure that the world knows. I'll even, like, repost some of your questions right here on the podcast. It's your girl, Jay Blue. I know y'all love it when I sing. <laughs> Have a safe, safe, safe Juve, safe Labor Day. Love you guys. See you next week.